All right, let's look at the book of Galatians. I'll tell you what. I'll stand before God with everything I've done. Amen. And of all the things that I've got to stand before God with, things like that are just not worrying me too much at all. Uh, anyway. Paul, an apostle. Now we mentioned this before recently. Paul affirms his call to the apostleship. And why? Because he has Judaizers, those would be Jews, claiming to be Christians that are trying to return back to Judaism. And they claim that Paul is not a legitimate apostle. So, he says, Paul, an apostle, not of uh, men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. Not of or from men. His apostleship didn't come from men. Neither by or through man. But by Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. And God the Father. Now. Who raised him from the dead. This is a part of the facts of the gospel that are given for the whole gospel, which is a legitimate literary method. A part for the whole or a whole for the part. Now, who raised him from the dead, raised Christ from the dead. There's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now look at Acts chapter 1. Here in the church at Jerusalem, waiting on the day of Pentecost, they're choosing an apostle to replace Judas Iscariot. He fell from his office, not from salvation. He said, verse 21, wherefore of these men which have accompanied with us, all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John, those are the qualifications to be an apostle. <clears throat> Unto that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. Now, there you have it again. It is sufficient to say, to speak of the resurrection as the gospel. 
And that's, that's what he's saying here. To be a witness with us of his resurrection. Well, you, you can't have his resurrection unless you've got his death and the time frame and his dying for the sins of his people. And so all of that goes together. So a witness with us of his resurrection. So here he says, and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And notice again, even though these are believers, notice how detailed he refers to God. He doesn't just let it pass. He gives details that you cannot confuse who he's talking about. And all the brethren which are with me under the churches of Galatia. Now Galatia was a big province in western Asia Minor. And there were several churches there. But notice he doesn't say the church of Galatia. He says the churches of Galatia. All right. There's always individual churches. It's never universal at all. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father, from our Lord Jesus Christ. No way to confuse who he's talking about. And grace always precedes peace. God brings peace. Not with this world. But he brings peace between God and his elect. Therefore, we need to show in our lives, oh, not to have to fake it, that we have peace with God. From our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins. Now notice he, to whom he is talking here. He's not talking to Christianity at large. He's not talking to the world at large. He's talking to a specific group of people who assemble in the assemblies in Galatia. That he gave himself for our sins. He didn't die for all the sins of all the world. That he might deliver us from this now world, this present evil world. Oh. Is Paul just a negative thinker? Or is he stating the truth? Oh, well, you ought not to be talking like that. Talk better, because then then you won't turn people off. I hear that. Paul tells the truth about it. This world now that we're in, it is an evil world. We need to we need to express ourselves more scripturally than we most of us do. When you see somebody 
Oh, child molester. Serial murderer. Or somebody just does some horrendous crime. Say, boy, now, he is sick. You hear that all the time. And what they're trying to do, they're trying to emphasize just how bad this guy is. He's sick, but it's gone around the other way. If he's sick, take a pill and heal it. He's not sick. He is evil. This world is not sick. It is evil. You say, well, boy, it's really gotten bad. Well, hey, it was pretty bad back then, wasn't it? That's been almost 2,000 years ago. Well... And all of this, Christ gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Can't get away from him doctrines of grace, can you? You just can't get away from them. I don't try, but you know, (laughs) you, you couldn't if you wanted to. To whom be glory forever and ever. And amen. Now I marvel that you are, now ye, second person plural, that you all are removing, so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Now that word, I marvel, thaumazo in the Greek, I'm amazed, just baffles my mind that It didn't take any longer than this for you all to start backing up from him that called you into the grace of Christ. And you're going into another gospel. Which is not another. But there be some that pervert you or that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Now this this is the play on words here. The grace of Christ unto another gospel. This Greek word is heteros. Uh, A heterogeneous relationship in a marriage is a normal relationship. It has different persons. It has a man and it has a woman. That's heterogeneous. Now you've got, and they're more all the time, homosexual relationships where it ain't two different ones, it's two the same. Two women or two men. Well, heteros, there's into another gospel. It's another gospel, but it's not a gospel of the same kind. Because you see, which is not another, that's alos. 
there's not another gospel of the same kind. So what do we conclude from this? There's only one gospel. Only one. Sunday, wasn't it? I preached on the gospel of grace. Well, there's several titles to the gospel. Paul tells us this is this is emphatically, categorically. There can be no other word. There's only one gospel of this kind. Now there are there are imposters all over. There's only one gospel of this kind. If you never get anything else, you need to understand that. There's only one gospel. Like I said, this categorically, there is no other consideration. I'm talking about this abortion deal. I put it up on Facebook, didn't get many click on it. I said in capital letters, abortion is murder. There is no other consideration. I don't care rape, incest, I don't care what. You better reckon with it. You're going to kill that unborn baby. That is murder. Now, does what you, what you say you're trying to avoid, does that justify murder? Can you think of any other situation? Is it okay to murder one to save another? Anywhere. Murder is murder. I don't care what the situation is. There is no other consideration. Well, there's only one gospel, and that's the gospel that the Apostle Paul preached. And there is no other consideration by any religion, all of them put together, no matter what they say, there's only one gospel of the same kind, and that's this one. But now... There be some that trouble you and would pervert, twist the gospel. Well, I see this all over town. People say, well, the cross is a Christian symbol. Have you ever heard that? So, in other words, anybody displaying a cross, you may rest assured they're Christian. That, that's what we're told. I drive down Taste Creek Pike. I see the Greek Orthodox. They got a cross. I see the Methodists. They've got a huge steeple and cross, a tower and cross, more, more than one. I see the Manual Baptist. They've got a steeple and a cross on top of there. I see the Campbellite Church right next to them. Got probably by, bought it from the same company, Steeple and Cross. Uh, going up the road, there's a Presbyterian. They got the same thing. Another Methodist, they got the same thing. Another Baptist on up there, they got the same thing. I don't know if there's any more on out that way. But that's, that's a lot of difference. 
go in just a little bit towards town, and there's that big Christ church, and they got a, they got a crown and a cross and everything else. Am I to understand that all of those different organizations preach the same gospel? Are they that much like then if they are, why aren't they all together? But the truth of the matter is, they do not preach the same gospel. And that cross is not, nor can it be, a symbol of the one gospel. And nowhere in the scripture does it tell us to display it or where it tells us to preach it. Amen. Anyway, so, but to those that trouble you and that would pervert the gospel of Christ, Paul says, though we, well, that's Paul, Apostle Paul and whoever's with him, Barnabas and whoever's with him, or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed, cut off. Well, well, Paul's an apostle. He has the authority of an apostle. Well, there's limited authority there. There was. But there's no absolute authority. Paul didn't have absolute authority. And to show you that how, how unabsolute was his authority, he said, I don't have, nor those with me, we don't have the authority to come back and preach another gospel to you. Amen. Our authority starts and stops with the word of God. Amen. Hey. That's what I have to say. I don't have a, no apostle had authority beyond the word of God like the Roman Catholic Church does. They put the tradition of their, their fathers above the word of God. They put the word of the Pope when he speaks ex cathedra from the chair of so-called St. Peter. In Rome, when he speaks there, he's above the word of God. Not to me, he's not. Not to Paul, he's not. Only to a bunch of heathen that don't know anything about the word of God that would dare follow along with that. And you've got, you've got plenty of others. You've got the Mormons. They usurp authority over the scriptures. Lots of it. Jehovah's False Witnesses, Seventh-day Adventists, Christian Scientists, uh, go on, they all do it. But Paul said, though we preach another gospel to you, let us be accursed. Look at Revelation 14. Verse 6. <clears throat> and I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the 
everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. All right. Besides all of the eschatological questions could be asked there, at least along that side, that's you're already into the wrath of God there, and there's an angel preaching the gospel. Never happened before, but it does there. Somebody said, well, can anybody be saved then? Well, there's a the gospel. But now look, everlasting gospel. I don't advise you to go looking up all the commentators on the book of Revelation. Don't advise it. Because there's nothing but absolute mass confusion. But many of those commentators, when they see everlasting gospel, well, they say, well, that's another gospel. Well, if that's another gospel, Paul said, cut it out of your Bible. But though we are an angel from heaven. That's where they come from. Angels come from heaven. Flying into heaven came from heaven. Well, so, I don't know how, maybe they ought to read this before they ever wrote a commentary. Because Paul's already cut all that stuff off. Because he's done emphatically, categorically stated that there is not but one gospel. And don't come around here telling me that in Revelation 14, that's another gospel. Because I know it's not true. Amen. Though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you. Than that which we have preached unto you. That's the only one that you can hear or preach or receive. Let him be accursed. And he's got himself right in there, folks. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Oh, Brother Gum, you need to tone it down to where you can make people happy. Oh, Brother Gum, you must, you must show much more love than you do. Well, he says, I'm not concerned about pleasing men. I want to please my Lord. But I serve.